Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Bedroom Talks podcast, where we get financially intimate. All right, I'm calling all social media enthusiasts and clay crafters. Put down your phones and grab your favorite mug or clay tool, because we're about to meet Cass Tangway, the woman who traded in fluorescent lights for the sun-drenched glow of her own creative studio. Forget the ordinary. Cass is a social media whiz who's been the secret weapon behind countless businesses for over six years with her company, Get Social with Cass, including my own, by the way. But lately, the call of her true passions was impossible to ignore. So with a bold move and a leap of faith, she just left the corporate world behind to pursue her dual passions full time, making social media sizzle and sharpening clay into wearable joy. Intrigued by the financial side of chasing your dreams, Cass is bringing the raw and real conversation about ditching the cubicle, building your passions into profitable businesses, and navigating the financial roller coaster of the entrepreneurial journey. But be warned, it's not all spreadsheets and algorithms. Cass is all about the human connection, the collaborative spirit, and the shared journey of growth. She builds communities, not just client lists, and her takes pride in watching her clients and herself soar. Every success story is a testament to her dedication, ambition, and growth and genuine warmth. So whether you're looking to amp up your Instagram game, unleash your inner artist with clay, or simply crave inspiration to chase your own dreams, Cass is your gal. She's the spark that ignites brands, the artist who sculpts joy, and the fearless soul who's proving that life filled with passion and purpose is within reach. Are you ready to get social with Cass and dive into the world of playful bliss? Tune in for a conversation that's inspiring and practical, and you'll learn how to turn your passions into a paycheck. Hey, y'all. Get under the covers and get comfortable because we're about to get intimate. No, not that kind of intimate, but close. Did you know that three of the most intimate conversations we can have are sex, mental health, and finances? Probably didn't expect that last one, did you? Financial challenges are actually one of the leading causes of divorce and stress today. A big reason? We don't talk about it. At least not thoroughly anyhow. That's where I come in. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Marie, a certified wealth coach, best-selling author, and the creator of Bedroom Talks. Get Financially Intimate, a podcast focused on bringing awareness to the importance of financial intimacy and enticing openness to get real in a judgment-free zone. Together, we're going to cover a multitude of financial topics so you can leap toward financial freedom with confidence. Are you ready? Grab your wine or whatever drink you prefer and let's unrobe this topic. All right, we are here. We are with Cass. I am so excited for this conversation with you because I have actually been trying to get you on my podcast for months and you've been so busy with just planning things and we're finally here. So first off, 
welcome and thank you for doing this with me. Of course. Well, thank you so much for having me. I know I've, it's been a whirlwind the last six months, but I'm so happy that my time is finally open again to be working on what I love and supporting other businesses. I love it. Y'all, I just have to say that um, we're literally in her bedroom. Like this is the bedroom talks and we're actually in her bedroom having this conversation. Okay. This is what I envisioned when I started this podcast is being able to do things like this, not just from my own bedroom, but I'm traveling. I traveled to you and we're in your bedroom. Like what? (laughs) Can't believe this is happening. Right. So anyhow, I, um, I want to go back to something I talked about in, you know, describing like who you are in the beginning of this, uh, you made a huge decision. Like I remember six months ago, literally August, Mm -hmm. we were sitting down having a girl chat and doing some, our personal business planning together because we do that. And you told me this idea that you're like, okay, I am doing this and this is the date that I'm doing it. And this is how it's going to work out. And I want to invite you to share that. Like, tell, tell me more. Like, yeah. what, what was, remind me of that conversation and give me all the details. Okay. Well, I feel like it started back, I would say back in July. So I have a clay jewelry business and in the summertime, it's very slow down here in Florida. And so I went up to Virginia and had a market there and it went really well. And someone asked me, would you come up here again to do markets? And I said, you know what, maybe. And then all of a sudden my wheels got turning on Mm -hmm. how can I make this the real deal? And I started researching as much as I could. I have to shout out um, the book called Two Week Notice by Amy Porterfield. Mm. She's amazing. She's I've listened to it because I'm driving so much that listening is my only way to do it. And she helped me put a date in place to say it's either now or never and make the jump. And so in August or whenever it was that we chatted, I was building out almost like a blueprint for the next 12 months of how I was going to make it work and truly make the dream come true that I've always had, I would say since 2017, to be solely self-employed. And I kept thinking about if I'm not going to do it now, when else do I have an opportunity to do it, you know? So I did it and it feels like indescribable. And I'm just, you know, sometimes it's like, I don't have it all figured out, but it's okay to not have it figured out. Amen. And so, yeah, it just feels really good. So far, so good. And it's also nice to look at this as a learning experience because I wouldn't know unless I tried it. And I would be stuck in my job wondering what this chapter would look like. And I thought, now's the best time. Yeah. So instead of wondering what's going to happen, you built a plan and started making progress toward that plan and then allowed you to be able to actually transition. Let me just clarify from a full time nine to five to being completely self-employed. Okay. Now I'm 
I personally am still working a full-time job while I'm running my businesses as well. And I have a desire to do the same thing, but like (laughs) this girl did it right under my nose before my eyes. Like I'm doing it. And I'm like, well, dang, I'm going to do it too. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And you know what? It is so hard to think about how am I going to make this happen? But really it was my mindset too, because it's easy to get down in the dumps and think, how am I ever going to make this work? Mm -hmm. But the last, I would say October, November, December, it was double time. I mean, it was working the full-time job. I mean, I was driving an hour to work, working the full-time job, driving an hour and a half home sometimes, and then working on my business until almost one o'clock in the morning. And I got this wonderful advice from someone in Savannah who owns her own um, artist shop. It's um, 18 Love Art. She said, you know, I treat my business like a baby. Mm. And for the longest time, I was treat or creating a way to have my business be like a mother nursing her baby, right? So if you think about it, when you have a little baby, you are spending so much time on waking up in the middle of the night, waking up early at lunchtime, you have to do a bunch of things for the baby. So why don't you just treat your business like a baby? And so that's what I was doing at lunchtime. I was going out into my car and working on it. When I'd get home in the morning, if I had time at lunchtime, I was also, um, dropping off orders for my earrings to be sent out. So, and everyone who knows who went to lunch with me knows, Oh, I have to stop at the post office. So it was double time for a while. And now I feel like I can breathe and put, be more intentional with my time and my business. I love that. So you basically took the little bits of time that you had, not overworking yourself necessarily, Mm -hmm. but utilizing your time wisely to accomplish things for your business. Also working extra hard to be able to make this happen. Was it worth it to put in all the extra effort to now not have a full-time job and be able to have the time flexibility to pursue your passions? Absolutely. I mean, it was... It was a lot of long nights, but I knew that I had an end date in mind and like creating and putting a day on the calendar to almost check in with yourself financially, which I'll go into, but check in to say, is, am I still on track to meet this deadline to put my notice in? Then yes. And go and do it because the long days and the long nights, I mean, while we've been together, I've been saying, you know, like one day or when we were chatting and stuff, you know, one day I won't have to do the double time or I won't have to do the double time and I'll be able to just focus Mm -hmm. on my, the things that make my heart happy. So I'm here and I've made it. (laughs) Mark my words, one year from now, I will be leaving my full-time job. Because I'm utilizing these strategies. (laughs) No, definitely hold me to. I'm I'm going to use these these strategies. So talk to me a little bit about that. You said uh, something about, like, I don't know what the wording, I don't remember what the wording was you used, but you did check. Oh, like a check mark of was I financially Mm -hmm. ready? So 
what I start went back, let's say like back in July, when I started, I was really looking at taking it serious about what my income was from my, so for my clay business, I do a lot of pop-up markets. So what my income was from that and then my social media business and getting serious on what the monthly income was mm -hmm. compared to my salary. And then after saving and paying off some debts, I started to try to live solely on the income from my two businesses, which was very difficult to do because if you look at my pages, I love to travel <laughs> and we've traveled together yep. and you know how it is. I love to travel, but I had to put it on hold for quite a while. Mm. So that way I could just focus on living off of my business income and then using all my money from my salary nine to five job for savings to get me through and to pay off the debts. So you essentially did what I highly recommend for a lot of my clients to do when they're trying to get debt paid off or build up their savings. They're like, well, I'm already like, I've already um, reduced in all of these areas and, and I'm not really sure what else to do, or I really want this. I really enjoy this, but I really need, you know, some extra income to pay off the debt and build a savings. And so normally I'd recommend to them. So we don't like, I'll just be honest. We don't yeah. like sacrificing. No, we oh don't like feels like we're losing out on something, right? It feels like I work so hard for this. Why can't I enjoy it? Mm -hmm. Right. And I 100% get it. So what I typically say to people is one, you don't necessarily have to completely sacrifice it. Maybe it's just True. a reduction, mm -hmm. right? So how, how can you make it work? If you just say, um, you like going get your nails done all the time. Is it possible to, you know, make some sort of adjustments in getting your nails to where you're not going the full scale or going as many times as you normally go, right? If you like going to Starbucks, I know that if you only go to Starbucks once a week, it's not going to really help you pay off your debt if you stop going to Starbucks once a week. I get that. But if you're going every single day and you're spending five, six bucks a day, that adds up really quickly. So how about yeah. reducing it to two times a day or two times a week versus five times a week, right? That's $15 a week yeah. times four weeks. What can you pay off with that? Probably something. So true. Right? So you, you, you did that. Essentially, you sacrificed a little bit. The way I like to explain it is it's... We don't like to look at it as a sacrifice because it feels overbearing. It feels like you're losing out. Yeah. So what I like to call it is a temporary pause. Mm -hmm. you're, you just press pause on your travel or maybe just didn't travel enough, but you did a pause in order to accomplish a goal. And now when you do go travel, you're actually going to be able to enjoy it without the thought of back to my nine to five yeah absolutely you know when you take time off and or you take a stretch of pto and someone says to you when you're back in the office like oh do you feel refreshed and you're like no i'm ready to <laughs> figure out how i don't have to keep coming back in here no yeah exactly That's no i, I feel. don't feel refreshed last night i couldn't sleep because i was so anxious about thinking about coming back yeah 
oh my gosh, the Sunday scaries, <laughs> seriously, you know, like late on Sundays, if I text you, it's because my heart is pounding because I think about, oh my gosh, I didn't get enough done this weekend to make me feel like I can balance both work and my side business. Like what else can I do to make it? And I'm finally feeling relieved on Sundays because I can wake up and make my own schedule on Monday morning. I love it. Girl, like so Monday. And everyone always says, you know, like make sure that you can be happy like Monday through Friday and not just live for Friday night or the weekends right. or whatever it may be. But going back to your comment about like the pause. Mm-hmm. So true because I once heard and correct me for not knowing the name of who said this, but it stuck with me. They said, you know, when you're trying to save, like, right, and it's hard, right? It's a sacrifice. But looking at it as, um, they said, right now you're living off of your sushi number, right? Like fine dining, mm. but you need to go and work, live off your ramen noodle number. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay, well, I can be a ramen noodle girl for a little bit. So I deleted DoorDash, Uber Eats, because when you're busy, you know you want to order those. So I deleted those because we know. Not looking at the camera or anything. We know how it goes. (laughs) I mean, because you want something fast and quick. And if you're single, you just want, you're not going to be going out to eat. It takes time. And that's what I I had to do that. So I wouldn't be spending all that extra money when I could just make a meal at home. Even if you're not single, I I feel like it's worse for people who are married and have children. Like you have other people you're feeding as well. Like just for me alone to order a salad from Panera, it's like 18 bucks. Oh yeah. With delivery fee. Like that's insane imagine me ordering for two or three more people as well like what just and and it's probably because I'm exhausted and I don't Mm -hmm. really feel like cooking you don't care like the time and money the way that it (laughs) you know what I'm saying I 100% know what you're saying and I I'm I'm not even gonna lie I have been really not great this year with that area like that's an area I need to work on is not spending as much eating out and if I am exhausted and I don't have a chance to cook like I need to have something on hand that I can whip up in a few minutes yeah. I actually um you mentioning that about the sushi versus the ramen noodles <laughs> it reminded me of when I came out of my financial crisis mm-hmm. and our art was basically in the felt like I was actually figuring things out and getting debt paid off and, and really like moving forward. I had gotten a new job and it wasn't like amazing, but I knew that there was going to be a progress financially. Right. I was still, things were still kind of tight and I was like, well, how am I going to make this work? So I basically had oatmeal for breakfast every day. Mm -hmm. Maple and brown sugar is my favorite. That's what I had. One packet of oatmeal every day for breakfast. I had a grilled cheese sandwich using a George Foreman grill for lunch every day. And then I made an actual meal for dinner at home. Yeah. That's how I survived. Yeah. That it worked for me. (laughs) I may need to go back to that for a little while. (laughs) And it's not like you can't ever, ever again, go get a steak from your favorite restaurant. 
-hmm. It's just like changing your habits of how much you're spending on different items in your life. And that was my ramen noodle number. And I will say we're still at the ramen noodle number as we're getting situated. But I know I am someone who always makes time to celebrate. So when I have a great win or something goes really well, I make sure to put some money towards a celebration, Mm -hmm. whether it be a big celebration like going away because, you know, I love to travel or is it just like a glass of champagne? Like that makes me feel so good. And I try to make little wins in each week to say, okay, what's what's my thing that I'm going to celebrate and what's something that I really want to get better at? I love it. So going back to the strategies really quickly, yeah. you set a time every month or every week that you were sitting down to check check-in. in. I would say it was probably every other month, not as often as I wanted to, but okay. I was chatting with my bookkeeper to make sure like, does everything look right? But I mean, every market, you know how you people get with money. Like you become obsessed with learning. Like, how does this fit into my life now? Yeah. How much am I making per hour? And how much time? Like, my time is my money. So how much time is it taking me to make the earrings or spend on um, calls with people? Um, so it was really coming down to, okay, can I make this happen? And how would I even fit? it into a 40 hour week. Right. I love it. So set a date with yourself to check mm-hmm. in. Well, first off, decide this is what you're going to do. Yeah. And pick the Create, date, pick a date, decide what it is you're going to do, pick a date, build a plan mm-hmm. that works. That makes sense. You might need to kind of do some research on trying to figure out what that plan is. Or have an idea before you pick a date. Yes. But you, you, you <laughs> might have to tailor it a little bit. But Pick, just set a date. Even if you have to move the date a little mm-hmm. bit after you build your plan, like that's okay, but choose a date and try to stick with it. Um, and then holding yourself accountable by sharing with somebody what your plans were. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I told everyone. Everybody. I mean, not everyone. I was professional <laughs> in a way that I told everybody. I mean, I said, this is my plan. This is how I'm doing it. And also, I wasn't afraid to talk about it. I'm really mm. proud of it. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so then you did the monthly or you did the check-in. Uh, monthly is not a bad idea. I actually think monthly is probably a, a good flow of that and kind of making adjustments as you go, right? Yeah. I mean, it was hard, but it was recognizing, okay, like what subscriptions do I have that I can cut out? for for now mm-hmm. um and I mean there were points where it took me back a little you know um I moved into a place on my own that was hard to do mm-hmm. but needed for my self growth and mental health excuse yeah. me and it was almost like a liberating feeling like I can provide for myself and not at one point I was wondering well how am I going to be able to afford my own place but then also make the money off my business and live off that but I just tried to have this abundant mindset of Mm. it will come like money always comes in as long as you work for it and I know that I'm dedicated I know I have good drive and there are so many ways to make money and as long as you have the drive it's going to come in absolutely and there are you're 
hit the nail on the head. There's so many ways to do it. Like, I think that's one of the biggest holdups. Sometimes people are, you know, they're stuck in this nine to five. They feel like they're frustrated. They're like, I don't want to be here. This isn't fueling me. Or maybe they, they may not want to do a side hustle, but maybe they want to, you know, move into something else. But financially, it's a struggle because of put a reason. Maybe it's, maybe yeah. it's help. Maybe it's healthcare. I don't know. Well, if there's something that you feel you can do side hustle wise for a little while to build up some extra cash flow and get some debt paid off, then that might actually make it an easier transition to be able to move into what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be forever. I mean, setting a date. I mean, I knew that my business was doing well. And the question I had in my mind is like, can I set the date for six months or can I set it for a year? You know? Yeah. And I said, okay, well, a year would be awesome, but let's try for six months. And then I had that range to go. And also if you have to pick up something on the side, set a date for when you say, okay, well, if I made X amount from this place or took home X amount each week as a little side gig or a side job for just three months, like think about how much further you could get ahead. I love that. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about like where you're headed from here. So you've just recently left the nine to five. Still doesn't feel real. You are like, you're, you're doing your, your businesses Mm -hmm. and you have this plan that I think is like the coolest thing. And it incorporates your passion for travel (laughs) into the process, which I think is the most amazing. And if you're not documenting this process and, and posting pictures and whatever, I'm going to not do anything to hurt you because that's mean but (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna scream at you but anyways you know I will will share but like let us share in your joy and your excitement of what's to come in the next few months for you all right um it's so wild to say that this is happening but um all right well I had this idea when I was in Virginia Beach and someone asked me, would you come back up here and do another market, which I did in December because I thought like it went really well. And mm-hmm. then I thought, well, this was in, well, when I was up there the first time to do a market, it was July. And in Florida, it was way too hot to do markets. And that was where my sole income was for my jewelry business. And I thought, well, while I was traveling a little bit this summer, what if I did more markets all next summer and traveled up the coast to back and eventually make it back up to Maine where I'm from and see a lot of friends that live, you know, like in Charlotte or in Virginia Beach, in New York, in DC, Mass, and just make my way up and find markets to go and travel and set up at. And I just thought, you know what, why, why not? Because I've always wanted to do a solo travel trip. Super important to me. I thought, you know, I'm single, I'm young. I have no husband, kids or dogs to take care of. It's just me. And I never could live that dream. (laughs) I never know when that's going to come into my life. Mm -hmm. And I never want to say, oh, I never got a chance to do this. So I'm going to try it. And it's been wonderful because I have friends all up and down the coast that have said, 
how can I support you with your business? And I said, if there's a market in your town that you know of, let me know. So that way I can apply to it and come visit you. Because I have friends that always say, oh, when can you come visit? But it's so hard when I have to stay determined and disciplined to save and get my business in order. So So that's my plan. So at the end of the year, we're going to have to have you back to talk about (laughs) how things went and like all of the successes. And then of course, there's going to be challenges, Mm -hmm. right? Because everything comes with challenges. Everything. Oh, yeah. So I not only want to hear about the successes, but I want to hear about some of the yeah. challenges, right? So, um, and speaking of challenges, let's just kind of go there for a minute if, if, if you feel yeah. comfortable with it. Since you made the plan in, you know, the August timeframe of, okay, this is what I'm going to do and I'm giving myself six months. Um, I know you mentioned you had to move out on your own. You were, you were, I think you were renting a room from somebody mm-hmm. and you had to move out on your own. So you have to make a slight adjustment already or or kind of maneuver how that was going to go like is there any other challenges that have come up in the last six months prior to you being able to actually leave the full-time job um not particularly okay I mean of course I still have some debts that I'm Mm -hmm. working through um student loans for a for a long time (laughs) um previous to that Previous to me moving out and making this plan, or moving out on my own and making this plan, um, I had to get a new car. Mm. Which, having five years of no car payment was the biggest blessing. And everyone knew. Everyone told me. And I knew. But that challenge of having a car payment makes me, and it's a new car, compared to I had a 2003 mm. car. Um, that was always breaking down. I knew that that challenge that I was facing and biting the bullet was only going to set me up for success next year when I'm traveling. So it's a learning. It's a hard bullet to bite, but I know that I'll feel a little bit better about not having my car break down all the time. Um, and I also set a date for myself to force myself to go on this trip. So I only signed my lease until the end of April. Mm-hmm. So that way I'm forced to go. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I love it. So essentially it there's going to be challenges. There's going to yeah. be reasons not to do it. Right. And I'm going to talk specifically to the individuals that are younger than me. <laughs> yeah. Or even those that might be older than me. Anybody that does not have um limitations of children um animals things like that shoot even if you have i know a girl right now who's been traveling the country for a year in a van that she like made livable and she has her dog and she's traveling the world i'm like that is amazing with a dog like i don't know how you're doing it but she's absolutely amazing um blue the adventure dog Go look up Blue yes. the Adventure Dog on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Adorable little, I believe, um, uh, mini Australian Shepherd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cute. Anyways, <laughs> uh, there's inspirational. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, like, if you're in that position and you have a passion, you're like, I want to do this, and maybe it does include traveling for you. Just go. 
to decide a plan and do it. Like she said, you don't want to have this regret later and go, I wish I would have, right? Nobody wants to have that. And, And maybe you're like me and you had to do so many things over the years and you really didn't get to enjoy life (laughs) um like you wish you would have um it's still not over for you there's still an ability for you to pursue your passions it is um before we kind of like start to transition toward the the end of this is there anything that you want to share as encouragement um or is there anything that you feel like you really just we haven't touched on and you're like I really want to say this well I was thinking about when we were talking you know it can be so much about in my mind going like crazy okay am I financially ready for this do I have all my numbers in order and they say you know like some people have the net built before they jump and others like build it while they're going and I have most of it built financially built you know but there are so many unknown things that mm-hmm. challenges that I'll talk about next time I come. Right. <laughs> but also I think what I'm most excited about this chapter that I'm into now is the connections that I'm going to be making across the country. You know, I mean, I've already met so many people opening myself up to this and sometimes being a business owner and having your own business can be really lonely. But it's the effort that you put in. I mean, I've met so many wonderful people. Someone else who's in her 60s who's doing a similar journey. I've met people who have invited me to teach classes on how to make the jewelry. And it also opens you up to so many people and so many stories. Yeah. Um, And then I also wanted to say how I wanted to make this year special. For my business, you know, the first two years were really getting my bearings, you know, figuring it out. But something that was important to me as I sit in my in my booth at the markets and I people come in and I chat with them, I knew that I wanted to make a difference. Or the people who come back to me, I've made a difference in their life already. I love it, and it feels incredible. But I wanted to take it one more step. So starting um, this month, I did um, a partnership. So I'm doing a partnership with all local domestic violence shelters where Mm. a portion of my sales are going back to local communities that of women who have been involved in domestic violence. So and it's really important to me to keep it local. So if I'm setting up at a market in Tampa, I'm going to be donating back to Tampa um, domestic violence shelters. And if I'm in Virginia Beach, I will be reaching out to ones there. And then online, it'll be a national um, organization. But I just want when someone buys a pair of earrings for me to know for them to feel confident in what they purchase, but also knowing that they're helping someone else as well. That's absolutely incredible. It's absolutely <laughs> incredible. And I like, okay, I'm just going to put this out here because that's just who I am. 
I can see you connected. You said something about someone inviting you to like teach classes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I can actually see you partnering even further with these organizations and teaching those women how to do this and basically encouraging and inspiring them to be able to start their own businesses as well. Well, that's what I can see for you. Maybe, maybe so, in a few years. I'm just prophesying <laughs> that out to you. I'm just saying. <laughs> I uh, love it. But no, I mean, it's truly all about having the confidence in yourself. And I know yeah. um, I've worked in some of the shelters previously um, that they don't have a lot of confidence. You know, it's difficult. And I want to be able to provide to help them. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I am just thanks. <laughs> It's a lot of thoughts, but you know, sometimes, I mean, if you look at our notes, I'm sure you have them too on your notes app, mm -hmm. then ideas come late or when you're driving and you voice memo it over and there they are. And you just got to write down every idea that you have. You I never just, know. I just recently figured out that, because that happens to me a lot when I'm driving or when I'm in the shower. I don't know why. Yeah. When I'm in the shower, I have all these thoughts yeah. that come to me. I know I'm not the only one, but like when I'm driving or something like that, and I'm I'm thinking about something, and I'm like, oh, I can't write it down because I'm driving because mm -hmm. that's not safe to do. I <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I my car has like the Apple Play connection, yeah. and I figured out I can literally just tell. I'm not going to say her name yeah. because my phone is too listening. close by. <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell her, hey. You know, yeah. put in my notes, blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Right now, if it's if it's like really long, you're gonna challenged with that. But if it's something like short, like a couple sentences, right. you can actually tell it to put it in your notes, and it will still do it. Like, and even if I'm awesome. not in my car and I'm like in the middle of something and I can't touch my phone, I can still do the same thing. Like, yeah, what? Wild. Yeah, I love that technology. That's wild. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about how people can connect with you if they want to know more now y'all it's this show notes are going to have the links but just in case you're in the middle of something right now and you can't look like on the the show yeah. notes you know um how can i connect with you on social yeah and i believe you have multiple accounts yeah i do so talk with us about that and then kind of tell us a little bit more about what specifically they can see on your page how they can work with you mm -hmm. or things like that yeah of course so uh for the clay jewelry that i discussed quite a bit i my handle on instagram and facebook is clay by cass and um you'll be able to see honestly how i set up at the market um all the behind the scenes of what it's like truly to be a business owner um for a product as well as how I make the clay go from a block to a beautiful pair of earrings, which is always so fun and fascinating. I was FaceTiming someone and they were saying, this is like free therapy to watch you do this. <laughs> and so at cool. night, at night, I always call it, I Netflix and I clay. So <laughs> I'll have my Netflix set up on my iPad and I'm just claying away doing my thing. So that's behind the scenes too, that you may see. That's going to be a hashtag Netflix and clay. <laughs> By the I know, way, I need a shirt to say that. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, it's cast with a K. Yes. Yep. So clay, C L A Y B Y K A S S. And then same for my website, Clay by Cass. And I'm also doing a 30% off discount 
um, for everyone who's tuning in. So that will be the discount code will be bedroom talks and I'll be in your show notes. That is extremely generous. Yeah, of course. I better take her up on that offer. (laughs) Um, And then also something that I didn't touch on a lot, but work with Michelle quite a bit on social media management. So I am doing free consultations. So send me a DM at it's on Instagram, get social with caps. And uh, you probably want to like, they probably need to let you know, hey, I was listening to yeah, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Let me know that you know, where you found me. Make sure that, <laughs> you know, found you off the bedroom talks. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, this, oh, I love this. I'm going to have to find a way to do this more. Now you're making me want to go travel to people and go sit in their bedrooms and do this more. Like I'm just saying. So this is the start. might be something to come. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll come to your bedroom one day. Okay. That's. <laughs> That probably didn't sound as funny as I thought it would. Ignore that. Ignore me. But anyway. <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for joining um, Connect with Cass. All of her info is in the show notes. And uh, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, leave your reviews, comments, whatever. And connect with me on social as well. You know, I always have a ton of things going on. Um, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Um, I hope that these last couple of episodes have really shown you where this podcast is going and that it excites you to just kind of want to listen more. And hey, you know what? If you have a story that you feel like would resonate with the Bedroom Talks audience, I invite you to actually connect with me. Send me a DM at dr.michellemarie on Instagram or send me an email at hello, excuse me, I'm saying it the wrong way, hello at drmichellemarie.com and let me know that you were listening to the podcast and you are interested in being a guest and we can talk about it. All right, y'all, until next time, we'll chat with you soon. <laughs>